0: Prepare to experience marketing nirvana right now. Here are your hosts.
1: So hello, listeners. Welcome to Marketing Nirvana. I'm your host, Brad Geddes, the founder of Certified Knowledge. We're a marketing training and tool set company. On this show, we investigate various ways in which your marketing efforts can reach a state in nirvana. You can find show notes and other information about our guests on CertifiedKnowledge.org. Now, recently, Google announced a rather huge change. Um, Google Shopping is going to become paid inclusion, and this is a really major shift from the free traffic that e-commerce sites have enjoyed for years. This transition is not going to happen for a couple months. However, now is the time to start preparing and testing Google Shopping, product listing ads, so forth, so you're ready when this big change happens. So in order to give you all the information necessary about this change, how to prepare, how it will affect you, I have two special guests with me today. Um, both of them are from RIM Kaufman, one of the top PPC firms around. Um, I've enjoyed RKG's blog for years. Um, George, your CEO, is a great guy. And you should be paying attention to, to what they're writing. So the two guests are first the vice president of paid search at RKG, Matthew Marjewski, and Todd Bowman, the product manager for Comparison Shopping Engines and Feeds. So welcome, Matthew and Todd, and thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you, so you know, this is a, a pretty big change. So just at a high level, can you sort of walk us through um, how this transition is going to affect merchants? Yeah, so Google Shopping uh, is now, as you kind of preface, gone from
2: a totally free comparison shopping engine. To a pay for play model where essentially they're still utilizing the relevancy of the merchant center feed to drive the uh, results that's powering their engine, but there's an added element to where price is going to be an element inside of the auction and advertisers buy. Later this year, if they want to play in this space, we'll have to adopt to paying for the advertising as opposed to being totally free. They've also consolidated within their product offerings, having a mix with product listing ads on the SERP, which was a fully paid product driven off of the feed, and the free shopping listings both appearing within one search result on Google.com to a universal shopping box on the uh, SERP to uh, kind of consolidate the products, uh, downweight any confusion that users may have uh, for the difference in product listings on the same query, uh, and, and really, in their eyes, I believe provide
1: a better overall user experience. Okay, well, that was a lot. So let's let's break this down real quick, just to make sure we're all clear about everything here. So. If you – as a user, if you go to Google Shopping right, and you do a search, you obviously are going to see um, product – well, not product listing ads. You'll see the the, the new pay ads. Now, are these going to be paid inclusion like the old Yahoo feeds and some of the others where it's a CPC by category? Is every Google Shopping search going to be an auction? So you have to constantly manage it. How How is it going to look within the Google Shopping property?
3: Well, um, it's going to be it's going to be an auction um, based system, so it's going to be very similar to what the current product listing ads are. Um, that and it's not necessarily a category based like a lot of the other comparison shopping engines. It's really um, it, it's it can it can go at whatever level. I think the um, the actual minimums are going to be set at the kind of at the at the auction level um, and at the target level. So. Uh, the way that it works is you, you target the products, either based off of groups, by brand, um, there's a lot of different ways that you can actually target each of the products and those are the ways where the, the minimum CPC is going to be uh, determined. Google has kind of talked a little bit about a lot of their minimum CPCs will probably be one cent like it is on PLAs right now, uh, but in, in terms of like a minimum at category level it's not going to be that way um, with the way the bidding is from what we understand.
1: Okay, so will you be able to set a different bid for Google Shopping as opposed to your typical text ads? The way it works is they are
2: two different auctions entirely inside of AdWords, even though they're driven through the same interface and the same medium on Google's side within AdWords. There are two separate auction-based models on Google's side. And as a result of that, the same advertiser can actually be listed in both a uh, core Google text ad as well as a product listing ad on the same search engine result page.
1: Okay, so right now PLAs generally appear in the top right corner if they show up. There are some other ones where they're showing them above the fold in that premium spot with like a five listing pack across um, and a few other ways. Now, when you look at the new SERPs, are, as an advertiser, can you still have two ads like today where you can have a text ad and a PLA and how, you know, you, you mentioned earlier that to make it easier for customers to understand the difference here. So do you have any idea what Google's thinking from a layout perspective of, of how this is going to be simplified? Yes, they... They can both serve uh, for the same type of
2: query, and it really boils down to uh, how specific, and I think Google is trying to match the query intent with their best understanding of what the consumer is interested in. The more specific, uh, less general queries that are uh, pretty clearly product-based in, in terms of the user intent, are more likely, in what we have seen over the past two weeks, again, this change is pretty recent, but has been more geared towards product listing ads. And there's been, in some query cases that we've seen, um, a downweighting of the Google text ads for those same types of very tail-focused,
1: product-specific queries.
3: Well,
1: that makes sense.
3: That, that, that,
1: that, that's a no-brainer as far as they're trying to optimize the long tail better than they have. Um, So, you know, both of you sort of live in this e-commerce world and and know a lot about e-commerce paid search. What are your just thoughts of this? Do you think it's a good change? Is it a bad change? How is this at the end? Obviously, Google makes more money, and um, it's a change there, but is this good for consumers, good for advertisers? Are low ones getting kicked out? I mean, besides money, is there anything that – is a real user benefit, so I guess the users don't get the money. But from a user standpoint a Google standpoint, a benefit of this change?
3: Yeah, I think I think this is going to be a very good change uh, for Google. For mo- most, you know, a lot for the vendors that are that are selling their products. Um, I think the consumers are going to see much cleaner uh, results that are there. Uh, one of the things I think that's that's happened with Google Shopping, and they've tried. To uh, you know, to set up their feed specifications to show as much information and provide the the you know the correct information to the customer. So if somebody wanted free shipping and they clicked through, they knew that they would be getting free shipping. Before, when it was a free product, Google didn't necessarily put a lot of resources into it to check um, the accuracy of a lot of the products. They would have some uh, some checks and balances going on, but not. <laughs> Money I think we're going to start providing more resources, putting through into the AdWords um, realm of um, of what you know, of looking through and, and monitoring, and I think that what that's going to do is clean up a lot of these uh, a lot of these sellers that have found ways to uh, what I kind of think is cheat the system, uh, where they have shown free shipping, but you can make it you know once they got to the site they were actually charging shipping, um, so they would pull those people uh, they would pull the, the customers off the page. And actually go through and, and not show them what they were advertising before, and I think that's going to be really good for the consumer because they're going to know that they have the right, um, that the information is correct. I also no. think it's going to be good for. I I'll think go it'll be good for the. Uh, I think it'll be good for the vendors as well, uh, in in a way that before with Google Shopping it was completely based off of relevancy of where your product showed up. So you could you could put you know you could make a feed, you could optimize a feed, you can make a lot of changes to follow their specifications to a T, but you never really knew what that was going to do, if it was going to really push you up the page or, you know, how that would affect it. Now that you have this relevancy as a key factor in addition to um, a bid element, uh, I think that that's going to actually give people and give sellers more tools and levers to, to manage an account much much better and more efficiently um, to drive sales and, and get the right products up there uh, for the consumers. It is kind of a bad situation, I think, for some very small um, companies that have used Google Shopping as a way to bring in, bring in the orders uh, without having you know, necessarily overhead uh, for the click costs that are there. Um, it will be tough for them to compete in terms of the bidding that has to be done for, PL, for product listing ads um, and being able to go against somebody like Amazon, Um, or some of the other big box stores that are selling on PLAs. Uh, But they can continue to sell if they want to and just go in with a small bid of even $0.05 and still be able to pull in some sales uh, at a very very low cost.
1: Well, that sort of begs the question. So right now, you you can go in and just search in Google Shopping and sort by price or rating, right? Just because what you see originally is a relevance ordering doesn't mean you can't change it. So is all that going to stay so that if you are the lowest price and you bid $0.05 cents and someone sorts high to low, you're still going to be back to number one?
2: Yeah. So, so Brad, you bring up a great point, and this is making reference to you know people who navigate to the shopping tab of Google and utilize that engine to find their products. They're still going to have all of the same filtering options and the sorting ability price in terms of the CPC is not going to be, at this point, a big factor inside of that marketplace. The bigger issue is on the Google.com SERP where people are, are doing and starting their query uh, path, if you will, that's the top part of their funnel. They, they're not typically going directly to Google Shopping to do the queries in many cases. Um, and that's where Google is kind of promoting. and i would say enabling those who can pay to play um, in a a bigger way relevancy is definitely a factor in matching the query to the products that are going to display in those five slots horizontally in the universal shopping bar that you were making reference to Um, but obviously if there's a limited number of listings as opposed to you know one of 50 retailers that you can sort from there's definitely a promotion ability where price uh, on top of
1: relevancy becomes a big factor for some of the big boxes. Excellent. That's that's useful. So there's probably going to be a few interesting tricks that come out of this once this transition happens. Um, so we are going to take a, a quick commercial break for our sponsors, and then we'll return and talk a little bit about PLAs and, and what really are PLAs and how to work with them. So we'll be back after a short break.
0: marketing nirvana after we thank
4: our sponsors
1: Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs.
0: Learn, optimize, connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now.
4: Oh yeah, my day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day?
1: Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords seminars for success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one stop shop for all your PPC needs.
0: How far do your ads reach? You don't have to fly around the world for the right consumers and clients to find your business. What you need is profit through performance. Location 3 Media helps you to increase your brand's findability and performance. Let Location 3 Media help you create efficient and effective online marketing campaigns that fit your needs and get you results. We know every click starts a journey. Where will your brand be on the path? Visit Location3Media.com
1: Podcasting at the speed of
0: sound WebmasterRadio.fm The Flamethrower WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Injecting new life into your Internet marketing. Welcome back to Marketing Nirvana, presented by Certified work only on WebmasterRadio.fm.
1: So welcome back to Marketing Nirvana. We're talking with Matthew and Todd from Rinkoffman Group about the Google Shopping change. And so where this affects is PLAs, product listing ads. And I find the big e-commerce companies know what these are. They've got a handle on, on PLAs. But a lot of the small, mid-sized companies aren't using them or really aren't, don't know what they're doing with them. So can you walk us just a little bit through the, the process of creating PLAs, what's involved in it?
2: Of course. Uh, Todd, I think if you want to start with... What enabling inside uh, from a feed perspective you know it has to do first with the merchant center feed and setting that up correctly, and then that information then translates directly into the AdWords account, and I can take some of the strategy from there. Uh,
3: sure um, yeah, on the merchant center, um, Google has the feed specifications um, that you can find just by you know googling Google feed specifications. Uh, where they, they map out what it is that you need to offer, what, you, what it is that you need to have on your feed. Um, they look for some unique ID information. Uh, the unique, unique IDs are very important where you have to have the brand, um, the UPC or the manufacturer product number. You have to have two out of three of those for, the, for your feed uh, to be accepted or for the products to be accepted. Uh, for apparel, they have a bunch of columns where they ask for the color, the size, Age group, gender um, you know and you really want to get as many of the obviously with the uh, you want to have the required columns, but with the recommended columns you want to provide as much information to Google as possible to really show the relevancy of, of your feed. Uh, the other the other thing that's important with the Google Merchant Center is history. Uh, the more history you can build up about your products that that does help with the relevancy and the performance of Of the shopping feed, Um, and once you have once you have your feed set up, you have it categorized correctly. um, Then you want to look to your AdWords account um, to build up the the PLAs with the ad groups. And Matt, I'll let you take that.
2: Sure. So there are some columns that you can add to your Merchant Center feed also that can be recognized within the AdWords engine directly and that you can call upon to better segment your product listing ads inside of AdWords. So the most important ones for most people are going to be um, AdWords labels and AdWords groupings. Again, go ahead and just do a quick Google search if you want to see about those tech specs. Um, and you'll, you'll find some more there, but essentially what that does is it allows you to call upon select items within your Merchant Center feed or groups of items, let's say for instance all accessories, and you could group together all of your items that are accessories within the Merchant Center feed. Uh, excluding ones that you don't want to uh, have running on product listing ads and pay for because, again, we're going from a free into a paid engine. You want to be a little bit more restrictive. Um, and then from there, you can set up what's, what are called product targets inside of AdWords. And inside of that, you're defining which buckets of items you want to bid on or to uh, advertise on inside of AdWords, inside the product listings. So let's give an example. If you want to advertise on... Sony accessories, you could isolate from the Merchant Center feed brand equals Sony and AdWords uh, labels equals accessories, and you've predefined all that inside your feed. Now you're only setting a bid and creating a product listing ad for items that match uh, those criteria within the feed. From there, another optimization standpoint would be utilizing promotional ad text within product listing ads. You'll find this within the ads tab, um, which everyone is familiar with on the AdWords side. And essentially, you you can have a, uh, a small promotional message. This can be something similar as free shipping on most items, uh, 10% off, you know select products and so forth um utilizing that will increase your click-through and conversion rate
1: so really from an ad standpoint google just grabs your feed headline you can add promotional text and obviously your image and naturally your ad um so that means that real beside your promotional you know text what really shows then is your your brand name and the the ratings right so ratings matter a lot for ctr have you seen that
3: uh, yes, yeah, seller ratings definitely have helped with the with the click through rate um, since they implemented those, and they're definitely something that um, that sellers do want to make sure that they have uh, that they have running on their ads or showing on their ads.
1: So I'm going to ask something that's just pure speculation,
3: but um, I just kind of wanted to hear your thoughts on
1: it. So it used to be that when Google Local was its own property, that Google would show an aggregate of reviews from multiple data sources. And in the places transition right now where it's in uh, Google+, a lot of times the ratings initially displayed are only the ratings from Google Maps or Google Plus properties, not all the third-party providers. The third-party providers are shown below, but they're not featured, and they, you don't sort on them right now. And this could be, again, Google Messing with UIs. Do you think there's any chance with this sort of shift that Google's going to put more emphasis on Google shopping ratings and not necessarily on all the third-party rating providers for e-commerce? It's it's definitely possible, and I mean, along the lines of of theory – We've also,
2: you know, they're they're heavily promoting Google Trusted Stores, which has that same element where they can see all the way through if your transactions are successful, how many you're making, and so forth, and kind of owning a little bit of visibility into that process, which you know might suggest as a, as a, as an argument or for a theory uh, that they could one day consider becoming similar to an Amazon marketplace, we don't want to speculate, um, but you know, are they lining up similar pieces with this uh, you know, product listing ad promotional way with shopping, with these programs like trusted stores to where they can enable um, you know, uh, with, with checkout their own type of transaction basket and then farm out uh, and drop ship those orders to the various merchants to then fulfill.
1: So, do you think in another year from now we're going to be talking about another big change with e-commerce with Google? I don't want to speculate, but let's just say they've made a lot of moves
2: over the past year or even six months, and some of these uh, changes, you know, uh, might suggest some further advancement in uh, in this direction. <laughs>
1: Okay, that, that's fair. No, I understood, understood. And I know both of you, I'm sure, have many NDAs of Google as well, so we got to be careful about those. Um, Google and I know, I know nothing
2: specifically. <laughs> I know I, I nothing.
1: Have, I, just <laughs> I,
3: I have asked this question to, to a Google rep, and they said that you know, their, their answer to me was no, that's not the direction we're going. Um, but, you know, definitely with what Matt is talking about, they have all of the aspects that they need that if they put it all together, they they definitely could be a, a, shopping, um, a marketplace, but I think it's really the, the direction that they want to go and, you know, is that going to really be the, the way of the future um, or will, the, I think, if the PLA is determined to come out and, and really provide the, uh, the revenue uh, source that they're looking for, then they may just, you know, they could probably just stick with this and, and you know, and let this be the, the way that they provide the products. I do Google Shopping.
1: Um, So we are going to take a uh, quick commercial break for our sponsors. So we'll be back after a short break.
0: More Marketing Nirvana after we thank our sponsors. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis,
4: MySEOTool.com is your all-in-one SEO management resource. MySEOTool.com makes it easy to optimize and oversee all of your SEO efforts. Line-by-line detailed reports help you identify any problems and show you how to fix them. MySEOTool.com is completely automated. Once you use it, you will see a rise in your search rankings and traffic. Try MySEOTool risk-free today. Go to MySEOTool.com. MySEOTool.com.
0: I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mentus, webmasterradio.fm, the destination for education and entertainment. Injecting new life into your internet marketing. Welcome back to Marketing Nirvana, presented by Certified Knowledge.org, only on webmasterradio.fm.
1: Yeah, and it will be interesting to see. So we only have a few minutes left, but what I want to real quick is let's talk non-Google stuff for a couple minutes. So, you know, what, three, four, maybe five years ago now, when you were e-commerce, you had to be in, you know, Nextag and Shopping.com and BizRate and all these things. And, and of course, Google sort of taken a lot of the marketplace. Um, how much inventory is there still in comparison shopping? Should all merchants be doing this? Is it like a overflow inventory? I mean, what's going on with the rest of comparison shopping these days?
3: Uh, that's a great question. Um, the rest of comparison shopping, it's, it's, you know, there are some bigger engines that are out there um, that, you know, some of the ones that you've known before, um, Next Tag, Shopzilla, those are definitely ones that still seem to be strong in terms of the traffic that they have coming in and the return that they can have. Um, shopping.com is one that, you know, I feel like about a year and a half ago, it was there, and it was it was kind of smaller compared to the other two. But I think that it's really seen a, a resurgence, or it's you know it's seen a very big increase in terms of the traffic that it sees uh, when it partnered up with Bing Shopping, um, and is now it's it's now helping to uh, provide some of the results on on Bing Shopping, and we've seen some good return on shopping.com um, for some of our clients. Uh, there are some smaller ones out there that I think are. Are really trying to uh, to, to compete uh, with with some of the bigger CSEs, uh, ones like Pronto and Become. I think I think they're a smaller a smaller site that I think they're having. I feel like they have a little bit of trouble with the technology of trying to you know really get the ROI back um, like some of the other engines. Uh, you know, for a lot of the engines, as we've talked to them before, um, you know, I think they like this change that Google is doing because I feel like it puts them on a on a very similar platform in terms of competition because now Google is a paid engine. Uh, it, it's, it'll be interesting to see how clients t- uh, how clients take to this. Uh, PLAs have been something that can be very efficient for a client, um, can really show a good, good return for them. Um, and, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see if some of the clients do uh, change their budgets and move them to Google Shopping and PLAs um, and take away from some of the other CSEs because of the return um, and the volume that they can get from it.
1: And this is where – so I, mean, I don't do a lot of PLA stuff, so I'm, I'm kind of you know, looking to you guys for good information here too. But something I hear more often than not, people who sort of live in this world, is that when, when part of their feed, they look at their low-margin products and they just delete them from the feed because they don't have the margin to advertise on PLAs with them. But what they're doing is taking those low-margin stuff, and because the other CSEs are cheaper – they put them on other CSEs. so they get their low margin stuff you know from other CSEs and and all their stuff and they put their high stuff on Google is that something you've seen or heard of or is that just bad advice i think it's i mean it has to be within the control of the
2: time and the resources and technology that you have i don't think that would necessarily be our strategy we would we would suggest that given that there are virtually no minimums, as as Todd basically called out um, to display on the Google Shopping side, that there's a correct bid for every item. Um, and that might be one penny in some cases and $1 in others, and, you know, if, if you do have the resources and the technology, you should be able to, you know, customize and segment your campaigns to effectively do that. And, Brad, to your point, with the sortability on the shopping side, if you're in there at a penny, you're still there. Um, and you might get that off sale. Um, but, yes, definitely matching the uh, max CPC bid that you're willing to pay to
1: the value that you're expecting to get in return is the key. Yeah, that kind of goes to the... Um... The, the bid philosophy of there's not a bad keyword or product, there's just a bad bid, right? And and right. some people don't believe in that philosophy, others do, and that's, uh, in some cases, a bid philosophy. Um,
3: Todd, did I just cut you off for Matthew? something. To uh, well, you know, I was, I was just going to add on um, to what Matt was saying and kind of what you were asking before is um, you st- there still is that, that strategy on the other comparison shopping engines um, of filtering out the products that, you know, the lower... The lower margin products or the lower um, uh, sale price products, because it is tough with with the CSes having higher CPC minimum CPCs by category, it is tough to make those really give you the ROI that you're looking for. Um, so there, that is still a um, it still is a practice that's out there um, that, that is utilized, and we definitely utilize it for our clients on the uh, on the CSes front. Uh, just because we want to make sure we bring the ROI, and something like a five-dollar product is really hard to, to be a, to sell efficiently um, on a CSE.
1: No, that that makes a lot of sense. Um, so outside of you know looking at, at margins and, and the bid, when you think of you know the CSEs and your feeds and so forth, um, I guess there's sort of two questions: how how are the returns in other CSEs? And, and really most more importantly to a lot of you know, mid-sized companies is how much more work is it to be on these others? Can you use your Google Shopping feed and upload it? Do you need new feeds? Like what does it take to be on some of these other places?
3: It, for, for some of the engines, they are starting to accept the Google feed um, as an mm-hmm. option, so it does, it does make it easier for, um, for, a, for a vendor or a seller to um, sell their products on multiple engines that are out there. I think it is uh, a lot of work to match the specs for each of the different engines that are out there, um, to really pull your feed together and, and, and change that up. There are some tools out there um, that make it easier to optimize your feed for each of the engines um, to hit the specifications that they have and make sure that you're you have it mapped correctly uh, for each of the engines. But you know, if if you don't have if you don't have a tool to help you out with the with uh, the feed, it does take a lot of work to, to stay with the new specifications as they, as they add new columns, um, change up the way that they expect the feed to come through, um, managing the bids. Um, so there, there can be a lot of work that goes into it. And again, with the filtering, um, you, know, you want to make sure that you can filter products correctly. If you're filtering uh, by price initially, that, that's a good way to start. But you, know, you can also, if you can't filter by performance, uh, I think that's one way that can make it harder to hit the ROI. Um, Amazon Product Ads is, is one of the up-and-coming um, CSEs that are out there, um, and it's one that has a lot of traffic and it can bring you a lot of sales, but it can also do so very inefficiently. So having some way to filter the products um, off performance is, is a very key way for you to be able to bring in the ROI or hit the ROI targets that you're looking for um, and make sure that it is something that, that you can afford um, to be in the space uh, but it does have a really good return that you can have. So I think you know, in terms of your question, it it, do, it can't take a lot of work uh, to to be on multiple engines that are out there.
1: So really, the, the at the end then, if you're a big company, you should be everywhere. And if you can't do it yourself, you should use someone like you know, Rem Kaufman to do it. If you're a mid-sized company, start with Google Shopping. And if you have more time or want to experiment, then try the others out. Is that kind of what you, you sort of think at a high level?
3: i think I think mid level companies should you know could also look into uh outsourcing um out to somebody like us. I think that we could definitely help out. We have a lot of knowledge and um and connections with a lot of the engines so that we could help optimize their feed form i think mid level sometimes you're you know they they may be trying to um dip their feet in the water to kind of test and see how it is uh but I think that there's a lot of opportunity out there for the c s e s and to really bring in a lot of sales that you may not have gotten. May not receive before. The conversion rates are a little bit higher because people know what they're looking for, and and that's what you're advertising. So, I, I think that with with all of this, um, I think outsourcing is a good idea because you are using the experts. You have the people that know what they're doing, and they have the tools to make it work. Um, as opposed to having to you know pull your feed and make your feed change for every every different engine, um, and have to create create a feed um, for each of those engines.
1: Excellent, excellent. Now we're about out of time. So if someone does want to contact you, um, what's the best place to find you guys online or RIM Kaufman in general?
2: Yeah, our website is com. That's R-I-M-M-K-A-U-F-M-A-N.com. You could do a Google search for RKG. Hopefully we're number one. Okay. Um, follow us on our blog, rkgblog.com, and follow us on Twitter at, at uh, Sorry, Kaufman.
1: Yep, and read their blog. It's it's a fantastic, fantastic blog. It's actually one of my top probably five or ten favorite blogs that I actually really do pay attention to. Um, so, I, thanks, Matthew and and Todd for being on the show. It was uh, it was great chatting today.
3: Yeah, thanks for having us.
1: Thank wow. you, Brad. And also, just one closing remark with
2: with a lot of PLA discussion that we've had today. Speaking of our blog, we've, we've written a number of topics and optimizations. Some of the stuff you'll find there um, from the two years that we've been managing these, um, all of the all of the advice still rings true. So check us out on our blog per Brad's suggestion.
1: Yeah, and if you're at a conference, uh, George Mitchie, the CEO, often speaks on PLAs and shopping, a good person to catch. So um, thank you, listeners, for joining us for another episode of Mark and Ivana. As a reminder, the show notes and other information about our guests can be found on CertifiedKnowledge.org. New episodes of Mark Nirvana can be found Mondays at noon Eastern at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find the archives of past shows at WebmasterRadio.fm, Stitcher, or on iTunes. Thank you for listening.